When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Happy hump day! You're making it over the hump right now. The Colleen and Bradley Show. Yes, you we'll, are. We'll figure out whether or not you make it over the hump by about 3 in the p.m. I hope everybody makes it over the hump. It's the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, everything happy July. Make sure you've downloaded the My Talk 1071 app. You've entered yourself, registered yourself on the My Talk 1071 app, and that you open up that app every single darn day and listen to your favorite radio station. You are being entered to win $107 a day. We are giving it away every weekday for people who have registered and are listening to the My Talk 1071 app. Now, let's start the show with the same thing we do every single day. The three things we think you need to hear so you can be in the know. It's the three at 1203. Give me three. You got it. It's the three. I'll need three things. At 1203. Three. That's a magic number. They're going to be talking about three things. Three. It's the magic number. What does it all mean? Here it is behind door number one. Well, another trailer has been released for the Queen movie, Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, that will, you know, that sort of will tell the story of the band Queen as led by Freddie Mercury. And uh, here's what it sounds like. No one will play us on the radio. We need to get experimental. Galileo! Do it again. One more. How many more Galileos do you want? Roger, there's only room in this band for one hysterical queen. Mark these words. No one will play a queen. Fortune favours the bold. Freddie, concerning your private life. What more do you need to know? I make music. I want to give the audience a song that they can perform. What's the lyric? Ready, Freddy? Let's do it. So that movie will be released uh, in November, and it stars... I do. I always say his name wrong. Is it Rami Malek? Yep. Who's playing Freddie Mercury. Um, Remy, I, Remy, I mean, quibbles. Yeah, 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 whatever. He's playing Freddie Mercury. Also stars Mike Myers as Ray Foster. I had totally forgotten about that, that he was taking part in this movie. So this particular, um, uh, it's interesting to me because when this trailer came out, the way that this trailer was billed, sort of like when I saw it in headlines, Mm -hmm. they would say something to the effect of new 
new Bohemian Rhapsody trailer shines light on Freddie Mercury's sexuality. Okay, well, you think that seems, you know, innocuous enough. I mean, mm-hmm. everyone knows that his sexuality was not on the straight and narrow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, without getting too complicated into the story, that is in response to some earlier criticism for this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you, do you know Brian Fuller? Is that a name that rings not a bell Not personally. So you would know him from such shows as Hannibal Pushing Daisies, Star oh, sure. Trek, yeah, American yeah. Gods, etc. Mm-hmm. And he, when the first trailer came out, was like, hey, anybody notice how um, they basically straight washed Freddie Mercury's sexuality and, you know, um, the impact of HIV and AIDS on his life? And so there was a lot of criticism about this movie sort of sidelining the truth Mm -hmm. about Freddie Mercury and the representation of him on film. And I think that the studio is very concerned about that. And so that's why you see a lot of press now about this trailer sort of pushing the notion that his sexuality was um, not heterosexual Mm -hmm. in nature. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So they it seems like they're sort of. Responding, uh, responding by changing. Yeah. Interesting. Are you going to see the movie? Do you oh, think? Of course. Yeah. yeah. No, I want to see it, but I am. Uh, the, the initial criticism was again, that this, this movie was really the remaining members of queen, queen. and Holly yeah. probably knows far more about the like mechanics of the actual people involved in queen. Cause I don't know the history very well, but um, that, that the band didn't want to focus on Freddie Mercury. And so the movie does not focus on Freddie Mercury in a way that some people were concerned it would then in, um, obscure his true uh, nature and contribution. Right. I th- Go ahead. Hon. Oh, I was just going to say, when we talk about the band queen, as it stands today, it's Brian May, the guitarist and Roger Taylor, the drummer bass player, John Deacon left the band in the early nineties and he probably has nothing to do with this movie, but it's mm-hmm. the two remaining, the, the guys that tour with Am- Amber, La- Adam, Adam Lambert, Lambert. Yes. Amber Lambert. <laughs> yeah. That guy. Uh huh. Um, and you know, I struggle with that because I think, I think popular opinion typically would be that queen. It was really nothing without Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Uh, and so to, and, and to his- not tell his story, is to really not actually tell the story. At a moment when we can tell the story, because a lot of the reason people don't know about his sexuality is because um, that was not, that was taboo. At the time. Right? And so that was sort of a piece of history people were robbed of. People like myself who didn't see the true, you know, have that representation on the on the bigger little screen or in the stadium, what have you. And so to sort of walk past it in 2018 would seem like, intentional and somehow uh dismissive of those parts of himself yeah and what was yeah is, absolutely yeah. uh okay moving on wow that got deep it did behind door number two let's see what we've got i could have been a star I on the know, stage you know. whoops can we now talk about <laughs> um oh are we doing thomas markle yeah oh i didn't know we were doing that okay we're doing i that. fell asleep um, so we have a uh, Thomas Markle's message for the family, that is, the royal family. Since the interview, uh, I've had no no way of contacting all these. Uh, the phone number that I called it doesn't work anymore. The uh, the uh, I guess liaison with the royal family never answers back, and there's no address I can write to. So I have no way of contacting my daughter. I would like my relationship with Megan to be like father and daughter, like we've always been. 
my message would be, um, I love you, I miss you. Uh, I'm sorry for anything that went wrong. Uh, I, I just want to, and I want to be her child's grandfather and I want to be near them. I want to be a part of their life. Oh. I'd like to put our differences behind us and get together. My eyeballs are so far in the back okay, of my head so. right now. That is, uh, again, Meghan Markle, uh, Prince Harry's new wife, her dad, in statements following, of course, the wedding. Now, he didn't go to the wedding because he's a hot mess. And I would just say in response to his plea publicly on the television to his daughter, if you want your relationship with your daughter to go back to normal, maybe act like a father and don't go on the media and talk smack. Like, shut your mouth. Yeah. What? So. Oh, it is. Oh, I can't. My eyeballs. I'm not kidding. They did a full rotation in my head because they oh, rolled back so far. Yeah. I. Ugh, he's making. He, he's just. He really he's must not enjoy in his actual relationship but with his exactly. Daughter. He really must be enjoying the attention he's getting by playing himself as some sort of victim of the royal family. Um, that they are, you know, somehow systematically trying to delete him from the picture. Um, buddy, shut your mouth. Mind your P's and Q's. Act like a normal, loving person. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, if you quit being a conceited you-know-what, I'm sorry, I can't, that, ugh. And I but, see you, but, Thomas Markle. Can I just point out something? I know you're on a tear. Mm-hmm. Meghan Markle is her father's daughter. Mm-hmm. And what do we also know about Meghan Markle? Nothing so is what real it, and everyone smokes. Yes, exactly. So if that's true, what did what are we accusing uh, Meghan Markle's dad of doing right now? Being an attention whore. Okay. And you're saying she's an attention whore. I mean, I'm not. You're saying making that. me say that. <laughs> if we're to believe the blind items from yes. CrazyDaysAndNights.net, Meghan Markle has a entrepreneurial streak. Yeah. So understood. I'm just saying that hers may be more tastefully done. Yeah. Uh, and one that sells more tabloids, but he's selling some tabloids. Apple and tree. Apple yeah. and tree. Okay. Moving on. Here's what we have for you behind door number three. Oh, okay. So admittedly on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, Bradley and I have not watched any part of Sasha Baron Cohen's new show, Who is America? For one very specific reason. We get very uncomfortable when uncomfortable things are put in front of us. I mean, even so far as like when we're watching a sitcom and we already know what's going to happen and it's uncomfortable, like we can't watch We can't it. watch that. Yeah. So suffice it to say, everything about even just talking about this show has made us uncomfortable. Well, uh, you're about to hear that occur live and in person because this is an excerpt from the show that many people have been talking about from Sasha Baron Cohen's Who is America? We're about to get really uncomfortable. Go. Bobby Pistol is part of a whole group of new friends that your parents can get you called Gunnimal. Wouldn't you love to meet this little Gunny Rabbit? He's ready to put the naughty man on a very long time out. How about the magical Uzicorn? Well, this is one for the girls. It's a lovely little unicorn that you can play with. Dino Gun can stop an entire crowd of bad men. 
And Tots, you gotta learn that Dino Gun eats and spits his candy really, really fast. Rocket Chip RPG will take you to the moon. Or rather, the bad guys are going to the moon if they attack your school with a truck full of big, scary fireworks. And introducing BFF, a starter gun for infants 24 months and under. BFF is so easy to fire, even a baby can use it. BFF wants to help you pull the string on a bad guy. Make bang bang. Oh God! Okay, I Holly, can't watch what this. Exactly did <laughs> what exactly did we just going on hear? I only wish I could have captured the look on your face, Colleen and Bradley. I can't so what we were listening it. to, Sasha Baron Cohen in character with a man named Philip Van Cleve, who was a gun rights activist, and he was uh, asked to participate in a children's gun advocacy program. That Sasha Baron Cohen made up. So that was a commercial you just heard for products called Puppy Pistols. So so the actual content aside, which is just horrifying in its own way, um, the thing that I find so troubling about this, whether it's good TV or not, I don't know. I've seen mixed reviews on the show. Um, I can't sit and watch things be uncomfortable on purpose. Like I, one of my favorite uh, filmmakers of all time from way back when, when he was doing Roger and me, Michael Moore, Yeah, he is brilliant, a brilliant filmmaker, but he does things that make people so uncomfortable mm-hmm. that like, like if you said, okay, I want you to take a camera and go in and try to talk to the, you know, head of some company. Like I, they are just things I could not force myself to do. Mm-hmm. And I, when I sit down to watch an hour of television, don't want to go to that place. Right. So I just, you know, even if it's a really good show, I'm hard pressed to think I'm ever going to watch it. It's going to be, yeah, I, I can't watch the show. Uh, what I will say on uh, of Sasha Baron Cohen is he is achieving what he has set out to do, I think, with this show, which is uh, expose for people, you know, to show people the uncomfortable things that they don't want to see about who we are as a culture. Yeah. I am too uncomfortable to watch it, which may be part of the problem. I've never seen a Sasha Baron Cohen movie. Oh, really? I've only seen Borat. I've never even seen that. pieces of that are so uncomfortable, not least of which the very end. I'm just saying, I won't even tell you what it is. Yeah, don't. Make yourself... I might see it someday, but I don't want to Avail yourself of that. I just know Uh, there was that Mankini thing. Yeah, that's oh, that's, that's the least like, of it. Yeah, I was going to say that's tasteful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, compared to the rest. Okay, when we come back, Elizabeth Reese is bringing all the dirt from Hollywood in here for a dirt alert on My Talk 107. This is a My Talk dirt alert. Elizabeth Reese, you look especially dirty today. Oh, golly. You look clean and gorgeous. <laughs> I actually gorgeous. am going on day two hair. I decided not to wash I it I didn't today. mean literally dirty. I meant like you brought a lot of dirt from Hollywood oh. for a dirt a alert. Dirt, but my hair is literally kind of dirty. Well, good. I'm going to put some dry shampoo up in that those business. When commercials, you should never put sh- 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 stuff in your hair. You shouldn't, shouldn't shampoo. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Every single day. Yeah. That is true. But I Although I will say finder. dry shampoo has its limits and I've tested them. Yeah, no kidding. You can really only do a couple days on that. All right, I do have some sad news to start with. So let's um, get some of these headlines out of the way for you. But I do think this one is particularly important. Corey Monteith is talking about, his mom is talking about his death. And Corey Monteith passed away due to a heroin overdose five years ago. And remember, he was on Glee. He was very successful. He was um, dating Rachel, help me. Leah Michelle. Leah Leah Michelle. She played Rachel on the show. Thank you. And it was a really tragic loss. And here is what his mom said in a new interview. Um, She said that Corey had a massive amount of dental work. He had little teeth and they were all capped Mm -hmm. and he had a lot of medication in his system, which was not good for his body coming out of rehab. He was in a month long rehab program in April of 2013, three months before he died. And then um, in May or July, his mother says this dental work was done. Um, She says he didn't have enough drugs in his system to kill him, but for some reason it did because of his intolerance built up by periods of intermittent sobriety. Well, and I was going to say, that's why it's crucial. And again, just having personal experience when you have, uh, you know, drug or alcohol addiction, you should always be talking with your Mm -hmm. dental professional about that because there are alternatives that you can take to deal with dental pain. He had Mm -hmm. traces of morphine and codeine in his system, along with heroin and alcohol. And of course, his mother says, I still can't pick up the pieces. My world totally stopped and I'm a different person than I was before. Yeah. As any parent who's lost a child can attest. To. Absolutely, and I, yeah, I, I, the the thing I will, I, I the thing I want to honor about her talking about this is, I think, to Bradley's point, it is an important piece of information that people need to have. It totally is both, you know, people who have struggled with addiction, but also people who are working closely and and prescribing to people who have struggled with addiction. Yeah. Um, that that needs to be an open dialogue. Well, yeah, and you should be asking questions absolutely. about people's Everybody. Relationship. Every, I mean, every oh, yeah. person. Yeah. Are, yeah. How do you feel about using this? Is this something you're comfortable with? I and mean, then following along, if, if and when they do decide to take to, it, to take it uh, you know, again, for all people, this is not, a, it's, it's nothing to be taken lightly is, is the bottom line. And I'm yeah. thankful to her for talking openly and honestly about that because I, I think it's going to I think adding a voice to that is going to be helpful. David Spade was on Good Morning America today and he did um, he's doing a press tour. He's talking about his new Netflix movie Father of the Year and his book and um, he was asked at the end of his interview by Robin Roberts how his family is coping with the tragedy of losing his sister-in-law Kate Spade mm. and um He said, it's very sweet that everyone came out of the woodwork saying that she really made an impact. And then um, he talked about so many of the women that he's dated over the years loved and admired Kate Spade so that they would always buy a new wardrobe before they met Kate. Oh, my God. Like, because there was just so much adoration for Kate Spade. Um, He told that story very briefly and then got very emotional, um, saying essentially he will just start bawling if he talks more about it. 
That's That's that is awfully sad. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. sweet and sweet. You're right. But can you imagine? I mean, if Kate Spade, if you're like dating Kate Spades, she's in the family. Of course, you're going to be like, yeah, like I can't you, just carry around yeah, anything. No, and then you decide, should I wear Kate Spade or should I not? Is it cheesy I if I is wear that something like singing, Kate Spade? Is that like singing an artist's song yeah. when you're auditioning for them on The Voice I or mean, something? Yeah, what's you'd... happening? Awkward. Duchess Meghan is excited to show Prince Harry everything she loves during a U.S. tour. So they are planning to come to the United States. Isn't that exciting? They're going to um, do a trip in the spring of 2019. Minnesota? No, okay. No, they won't be. Darn it. But Megan will be um, introducing Harry to everything he lo- she loves about the U.S. I think that will be good for her. She's going to do some summer traveling here to see friends and family on her own and then be able to do an official royal tour in the spring. you got to stay connected to your roots. Just think about how different her life is. It's crazy. And uh, the other story from People Magazine is that she's trying to navigate that role and she's learning the ups and downs. Uh, sources saying... She has quickly adapted to many of the minutiae of royal do's and don'ts, but she has found certain rules in the royal household difficult to understand, like the fact that the queen prefers women in dresses or skirts rather than trouser suits. And she's often asking Harry why things have to be done in a certain way. This source saying, I think she finds it a little frustrating at times, but this is her new life and she has to deal with it. That's fair enough. We find yeah. things about royal protocol to be very confusing. Yeah. We're not part of the royal family. We're just American. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Elizabeth Reese. Mm. Yes. You friend. are a princess to me. Oh, thank you. A Even beautiful, clean princess with dirty hair. hair. <laughs> Yay. You can catch Elizabeth Reese at uh, 3 o'clock on Twin Cities Live. Check out her dirty hair. And uh, she'll have her next dirt alert at 520. Now we need a caller to play our 30 second pop culture challenge. 651 641 1071. 30 seconds, five questions. Get them all right. You'll win a prize. We're going to give you 30 seconds to answer five pop culture questions uh, on the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 107.1, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. We call this little game we play the 30 second pop culture challenge. 30 second pop culture challenge. Okay, who's on? show today we've got carrie on the line and what's carrie playing for she's playing for a pair of tickets to see the tale of georgia mcbride and i don't have the date in front of me it's either the 25th or the 26th thursday july 26th thank you very much so the timer will begin after i ask the first question are you ready i am ready okay here we go piano man is a song by which singer Billy Joel. What is the name of Elvis's Memphis, Tennessee estate? Graceland. Goop is the lifestyle website of which celebrity? Gwyneth Paltrow. Captain Jack Sparrow is the main character from the Pirates of the Caribbean film tri- film franchise. Who plays him? Who plays him? Uh, Johnny Depp. Snap, Crackle, and Pop are the mascots for what cereal? Rice Krispies. <gasps> yeah! Congratulations, Carrie. You are the big winner today. Congratulations. Wow, nobody was Thank as excited you. as I was, apparently. That's true. I was surpri- I was excited. You're like, congrats. You won the thing. <laughs> Congratulations, Carrie. On. So she has those God, tickets. Carrie, go enjoy that show. You'll have a blast. Bradley, you did, right? I you did. It's had? a wonderful show, The Tale of Georgia McBride. There's drag queens, Elvis, you name it. Everything. And now that we have uh, successfully completed the 30-second pop culture challenge, we like to move on and we solve some mysteries. And we do that in the form of blind items that Holly has brought to us in this segment we call Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. 
Our first blind item from crazydaysandnights.net today is confirmed. Ooh, it's a confirmed. We're starting with a confirmed one. Yeah, let's just start with a confirmed one. So Fun. This has to do with an A-list singer. An A-list singer is the subject of this confirmed blind item on crazydaysandnights.net. And when I say confirmed, it means that a name has been officially published that is associated with this blind All item. Right. Here it is. With as many medications as she is taking and the types of medications that have been prescribed, people are hopeful that the rumors this A-list singer who has had a rough year is pregnant are just that rumors. Ooh. Oh, I'm going to... Mm, Beyonce? Okay. She would be an A-plus list, I, I feel agree, like. but she's the only one that I was thinking that... A rough year, There's do we mean like... Funny. Now, rough year was 2017 for this singer. Okay. So this year hasn't been rough, but the year before was rough. And mm-hmm. am I going to remember why it was rough? Yes. Um, we talk about this person a lot. An A-list singer who's having a rough go. 2017 was rough for this singer. Now, 2018, <laughs> we talk about this singer's personal life at length. Okay. Why is this so I hard? know. Why am I struggling with this uh, one? Okay, so A-list singer. A-list singer. Give me some A-list singers. Britney going. Spears? Um, Younger. Young. Oh, oh, Ariana, Ariana Grande. Grande. Oh. Yes. So let me fill in the blank for you. With as many medications as she is taking and the types of medications that have been prescribed, people are hopeful that the rumors that Ariana Grande is pregnant are just that rumors. And now that is true. She is not pregnant. And here is what NT Lawyer has to say about that. Apparently... Uh, she had a really big scare, pregnancy scare, and when it was determined she wasn't pregnant, that is when she split with Mac Miller. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. So this, these pregnancy rumors, I don't recall ever hearing pregnancy rumors out of um about Ariana Grande. They must have not been public, right? Uh but I had assumed when you when we solved that that it was Pete Davidson that we were, um referring to but no it was the former boyfriend yeah and that that led to their split and then she's moved on now exactly interesting mm, moving on all right Blinded by the item. our next blind item from crazy days and nights.net has to do with a one named permanent a plus 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 list entertainer a one named permanent a plus plus list entertainer okay is the subject of this blind item from crazy days and nights.net here we go while this one named permanent A++ list entertainer keeps saying she'll never retire, she's going to scale back her workload over the next year or so. Yes, she's got a new album ready to be released, but I'm hearing whispers that the arena tour that will accompany the album might be her last one, and she'll only be doing smaller venues after that. Madonna! Madonna! Why were you hesitating over there? No, I was not. Oh. I was letting you have your mud Madonna moment. Madonna? Ma moment. Ma moment. Thank yeah, you. Only trying. because I knew she well, the first name that came to mind was Cher. Uh-huh. Clearly it's not Cher. Uh but mostly because I know she's working on music allegedly. So Okay, yeah, fill in the blanks with that one. All right, while Madonna says she'll never retire, uh, Madonna's going to scale back her workload over the next year or so. Yeah, Madonna's got a new album ready to be released, but I'm hearing whispers that the arena tour that will accompany the album might be her last one, and she'll only be doing smaller venues after that. That's what I'm curious about. What does a smaller venue 
look like for Madonna. Remember when she did those clown performances at nightclubs and cabarets? So fascinating. I feel like she'll maybe be doing more of that. Well, or maybe it's like a residency somewhere. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know. It's just, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say it's very stadium tours are not what they used to be, I feel like. So, you know, better to sort of go when the getting is good. Well, I think part of it is like they're pricing themselves right out of the market. Like it is so expensive to go to a stadium arena show now. And who like, okay, so Fleetwood Mac, sure. But like you're going to have a really hard time filling a Madonna stadium tour uh in this day and age unless it's all geared toward an older audience right. and if that's the case she's going to have to do her greatest hits and that's never happening you know what i i predict uh i'm going to throw this out there i predict that more people are going to be trying to do what bruce springsteen has successfully done with a broadway show which again he like won a tony for and now i just got the headline that they're making that special on Netflix. So they'll be actually, not only is he capitalizing on the actual show that has been a limited run on Broadway that then got extended. But on top of that, he now has to deal with Netflix where they will, they will tape one of those and that will become its own sort of revenue stream. So I predict seeing a little bit more of that moving along. Our next blind item from Crazy Days and Nights that has to do with an A-plus list, mostly movie actor. He's the subject of our next blind item. Got it. This A-plus list, mostly movie actor always has a good reason why he should be distanced from the box office disasters in which he stars. He takes all the credit when things go well, but has a team in place to blame others or other reasons for any lackluster numbers. This time is no different, except the tabloids are printing word for word what the PR people say. Ooh. Grow a spine, tabloids. Okay. A-plus list, mostly mover, movie actor. Is this a film that's currently in theaters? One moment, please. I mean, are we wondering... Yes, it's currently in theaters. So it's not a Mission Impossible Tom Cruise experience? Uh, the only other name that came to mind was Brad Pitt, but I don't think he's got a movie. So. Uh, I tried. What's out right now? Uh, hold on. He takes all the credit when things go well, but has a team in place to blame others or other reasons for any lackluster numbers. Interesting. Um... Okay, can you give us some hints here, Halls? Uh, this movie is a summer release. It is already- The Rock? Yeah. Oh, good one. Okay. Thank you. Okay, fill in the blank there. Okay. The Rock, a.k.a. Dwayne Johnson, always has a good reason why he should be distanced from box office disasters in which he stars. He takes all the credit when things go well, but has a team in place to blame others or other reasons for any lackluster numbers. This time with Skyscraper Mm -hmm. is no different, except the tabloids are printing word for word what the PR people say. Grow a spine, tabloids. Is this in relation to that uh, fastest and furiousest commentary? Uh, you know, but he's not involved in that. No. Okay. He's I, not in the Fast and Furious. Well, he right? is in the spinoff and he's in the Fast and Furious oh, franchise. I but that. I think that Skyscraper is not really doing that well. And oh, so okay. maybe trying to explain away the reason reasonings why this movie has not done okay. well. Other than the fact that it's just mediocre and sometimes movies are just mediocre and yes, it's okay. That's really interesting because I don't feel like 
I heard anything. You know, Baywatch did not do great. No. In the box office. At all. That was a bomb. It was a total bomb. And I don't feel like he did anything but own it. (laughs) Yeah. But I think this time, because everyone knew going into Baywatch that it was kind of cheeky. That it was going to be, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was Mm -hmm. cheeky. Let me tell you what. Not really. No, I was specifically, it was like the opposite of cheeky. I was thinking of that one scene, you know, what's the thing? When he touches the dead corpse's penis. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, spoiler alert. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Don't want to give away the ending. That wasn't the ending. But it wasn't happy. All right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, the young boys who had been trapped in a, a cave... In Thailand, uh, the soccer team, they have been released from the hospital and they did a news conference this morning. We learned a little bit more about them and what that experience was like for them. We'll be back with a little bit more on that after this on My Talk 1071. Whoopsies. That was my bad. <laughs> my hand. What did you do? My hand hit a button and it stopped the music and we weren't ready. Hi. Oh, Tell us how you really wow. feel about I Debbie Lovato. Not, I actually love that song. Okay. Apologies, I'm just, I'm people. Just eject, Where are we? Eject that. We're right hi. It's there Wednesday is. and uh, this is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. And uh, hi. hi. Okay, so. This morning, all of those young boys who had been stuck in the cave in Thailand were released from the hospital and attended a news conference. So the media could get an opportunity to ask questions about their experience. And uh, I have not had a chance to really, you know, like absorb watching it, but I've seen a couple clips from it, Bradley. And the first thing that strikes me is, number one, I am surprised that they... I don't know why I was surprised that they were all out of the hospital so quickly and easily. And number two, they look so healthy and normal. I mean, I know that sounds weird, but they just look like normal young soccer players. Yeah, no, for sure. They don't seem like they've had any long term effects. Of course, that'll come with time. I mean, obviously, long term effects wouldn't happen until the long term. Right. Anyway, Um, but, uh, you know, we did learn a little bit about some of the things um, that maybe we thought when we first heard this story that have since uh, turned out not to be true. Apparently, they can all swim. Some earlier reports had said that they couldn't all swim, but according to the press conference, they are they were all capable of swimming. They all, uh, according again to the press conference, were uh, willing entrance to the cave. They all, to a person, agreed to go into the cave. Mm-hmm. Um, contrary to some other earlier reports. So, I mean, I think the press conference is the first step in sort of, you know, understanding what actually went on, despite some of the hype that surrounded the story uh, in the days and moments, you know, immediate to the event. Um, I think that that was, again, kind of the largest speculation was about why did they go in in the first place, mm-hmm. right? I remember um, a lot of people, we had we had all followed that story as it was occurring, um, and we knew that they had been trapped and that they had been trapped for a long time and that it was really uh, difficult to get them out of the cave, and there was there were a lot of reasons why that was, but it seemed like we were focused on that part, and then, you know, every once in a while you'd hear somebody go, but why were they in there in the first place? And there had been rumors that this was part of an initiation ritual onto the, the, the soccer team. W- what was interesting, though, is during this um, 
during this uh, press conference, their 25-year-old coach, who was with them, said basically they were just kind of curious to look in the cave. A lot of them had never been there before. And so they, all of them, walked into the cave and started exploring. And um, they apparently were exploring for quite some time before they decided to turn back. And by the time they decided to turn back, it had started to flood. And one of them said, are we lost? And they said, no, the entrance is blocked. And so then they had to retreat even further into the cave so that they could find a water source. And and that sort of, and the coach assured them, somebody will come and, and look for us. They ended up sleeping. And of course, as you know, it took days for, for them to be located and found. Well, and apparently, uh, again, things that we've learned in this press conference, the first press conference since the children were uh, retrieved from the cave safely and successfully, despite one person losing uh, his life, a rescuer, um, rescue worker, uh, Navy SEAL actually, right? Mm-hmm. Um was that they had attempted to escape by burrowing uh, into the mud, into the dirt, and had uh, gotten, you know, substantially into, a, like, created a hole, but obviously that wasn't enough, and as the floodwaters rose, it just created fewer and fewer opportunities for them, ultimately really zero is, to escape. It really is such a remarkable story when, when you know, you kind of think back, and again, to my earlier and kind of bizarre point, the fact that they all look totally healthy. They look like kids on, you know, on any young children's hockey or uh, soccer team. They look just like normal kids who've been through this tremendous ordeal. And I was actually reading, um, I did sort of a, a, a rudimentary skim of this article that was written by a psychologist who pointed out that, you know, these boys have this shared experience that only they can understand. Yeah. That and wasn't the psychologist people, recommending that they not be separated? That, or, well, that they should always remain in contact? Exactly. That, that they, they should, you know, try their best to keep in contact throughout their lives because they will always have that shared experience. And there will always, they will always be the only ones who understand yeah, what they what went that was through. Like. Yeah, sure. um, and also, you know, the other thing that I find interesting is the same psychologist was sort of warning them against falling into the trappings of celebrity that they will no doubt kind of be confronted with at this point. Cause even just seeing them in front of those cameras uh, at this press conference, they really have sort of reached a level of fame and notoriety. And this psychologist was saying, you know, do your best to to not fall into that because that can lead to a lot of bad things in your life. Um, And so in any case, there already are two movies in the works, two different, uh, two different production houses have, have, reached out to do a movie about this experience. Yeah, we, we talked about this in, you know, the last couple of weeks have been crazy because people's schedules have been all over the place. We're talking about the kids in the Thai cave and the Thai cave rescue. I mean, literally after they came out, I think that was the first, that very day was the first we read that somebody had agreed to actually tell uh, that story in a film. So, you know, people were on the notion that this is a captivating story that needs to be told in a broader way. And ultimately, I think it does because, you know, yeah, we learned a bunch of stuff today in the press conference. I'm sure we'll hear individual stories from each of the boys involved in dribs and drabs. But you kind of do think that it's uh, theatrical in a way and, in, in uh, you know, from start to finish. And I think somebody with, you know, 
a, a very uh, well-honed ability to tell movies on or uh, stories on the big screen would be able to do wonders with this particular Absolutely. story. Absolutely. Um, one thing, you know, all of, all of these young boys are soccer players. And uh, one of them said, you know, in addition to wanting to be a soccer player now when I grow up, now I'd also like to be a, Na- a Navy SEAL. Um, clearly... Clearly, they have the utmost respect for the people who were um, brave and were able to rescue them um, and get them out of this very scary situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I sort of, uh, by the way, those Navy SEALs were also with them in the press conference. And we're certainly going to talk about this story as we begin to learn more. But again, we just thought we'd talk about it today because uh, that first press conference happened. Um, can I do a little left turn for a moment? Sure. So I just wanted to remind people that that uh, fight for 5K and fun run with with purpose is coming up this yeah. weekend. So you know that um, I, along with a bunch of other people, are going to be out at Bassett Creek in Crystal uh, this coming Saturday morning um, for with purpose. This organization that we learned about last week when Aaron Benson, the CEO and founder of with purpose, uh, came on the show to talk about the organization, which basically deals with pediatric cancer and how um, really there's very little research money that goes into it. So they started this event all based on the life of her son uh, where you can show up. There's a fun run, a 5k, a toddler trot, a fun carnival afterward. There are a number of different ways that you can participate, um, but it's this Saturday. So if you want to support the great work that with purpose is doing around childhood cancers, um, simply head to mytalk1071.com keyword events and you'll see all the event information there. Again, it's this Saturday. It's like from 8 to noon-ish. That's awesome. Yeah. And and um, can people just show up and yeah, register there? Yeah. Awesome. Uh, that is great. Thank you, Bradley, for, for sharing that. Yeah. Uh, all right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, okay, here's the question. There is a stranger knocking on your door. What do you do? Dun, dun, dun. I know it sounds scary, right? No, but there's just a stranger at the door. What do you do? 651-641-1071. We'll tell you what we would do after this on My Talk 1071.